0: Good morning, folks. Haven't been on a while, but another edition of the morning three sessions. So, yeah, this one's going to be deep again. It's uh I've had me on a while because, well, to be honest, I've been enjoying the kids and me enjoying myself a bit more. But I just feel we all feel, and I'm sure, the 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 emotions and the 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 stress and the air of you know the whole situation that we're going, the world's going under at the moment. But it sort of it it's it's woke me up to, to realizing that the problem in this planet right now, in my opinion, is uh we've become so dependent on the science, so dependent on the data, that we're actually forgetting what is well how's it going with how it's, what it's like to be a human being again, and this mm. this reliance on we can only do what we want to do, based on what these experts are telling us is safe to do and not safe to do. It's it's dividing the community, it's dividing the world, it's dividing us all, and you're either pro or against. There is no, there's not allowed to be a middle ground anymore, and in my opinion that's designed because if there's a middle ground, then that can allow us to have conversations and that conversation can then lead to different changing people's opinions, and that isn't exactly what the the people in charge want. They, They want us to be divided, because division means it's easy to control. So it's easier for, easier for us to control, to the, the control people or easier for them to control. And you know, like when you think about it, the world functions on love, whether you want to accept that or not, it's the reality, you know, if we think about it, think back to being a child, think back to being a baby. you know, you fail, cut your knee, who do you want? You wanted your mummy. Why? Because your mummy gave you unconditional love. When you fail, you wanted a hug. She'd be there to give you a hug. Well, for most of us anyway. Josh is going, she'd be there to give us a hug. She'd be there to hold us and tell us, put us magic dust on our knees and tell us the cut's going to be okay. And that made us feel safe. And we've never moved on. But you've got to realise that in each and every one of us, that wee four-year-old child who's who's got a cut name wants a mummy. They've never disappeared. It's all always, always still there. But we're now in the bodies of a 35-year-old man or a 40-year-old woman or whatever. And society has taught us that we need to, to, to act in a certain way to be a functioning member of society. And in that society, love and acceptance and understanding doesn't really play a part or not as big a part as the science and data and that we must all listen to the science and data and that's led to a world where we're fearing each other. And we fear because we fear each other, we're scared of, we're scared to go near each other, and we're scared to actually you know, we're actually scared to be ourselves and we're worried about what other people think and this social media, like you know, I'm sharing sure this what I'm talking about here now, it leaves me wide open for ridicule, it leaves me wide open for abuse, it leaves it leaves the door open for arrogant. Ignorant assholes to come in and try to make themselves feel better by belittling them what I am saying because they don't have an understanding, and that is the world we live in. And we all live in this fear. And you know, like I said in the, in the article here, like the, the, the scales have been tipped. You know, we we once lived two three hundred years ago. We lived in a world where science didn't really exist, and Jesus, God, and Muhammad, or whoever it was you believed in, ruled. And then slowly we've came to the point, and now we come to the point where it's now, spirituality doesn't exist because science can't prove it. You know, we atheism, now, by the way, I was a massive atheist until my ayahuasca experiences and the the psychedelics. I don't, I was a massive atheist. Now I'm a spiritualist. Sorry, get my coffee here. You know, but God, source, spirituality, what do you want to call it? It's been removed. And they slowly coming back in and I think more people are awakening to this fact and that's why we've got so many people going down the, the plant medicine route. Because I think inside our hearts, inside our souls, there's a lot of us realizing that this world of science, this world of being told the reasons why, it just, just it doesn't sit well with us. We, we know there's something more to life and it's being eroded by this need for proof Maybe, maybe the the reality is, we're not meant to know it all, and that's maybe the the magic of the mystery of life. We're not meant to know it all. Now, listen, if you don't want to believe in God, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in like the God that like everyone talks about, the Jesus, the the Muhammad. I don't believe in that. I just believe in Source. I believe that. I'm if I'm going to be honest, I believe in reincarnation. I massively I believe I've lived. Thousands of lives. That's my personal belief based upon my experiences. And this is something that I think is being lost. This need to feel right, this need to feel validated, is taking over the the human desire for us to just listen and accept other people's beliefs. And maybe if we were willing to, you know, the the saying, you know, for two years one knows, so we should listen to, to twice as often as we speak. If we were willing to do that and maybe take on board other people's opinions, other cultures' opinions, then we would maybe learn more about ourselves, but we don't because we live in a world of social media-driven arrogance where it's all about being validated. It's all about feeling that we're right. It's all its all about this need to be accepted in society that it actually conditioned us to the point where we're scared to speak our own truth, speak our own minds. And well, the, the reason why I believe this is because if we go back to my ayahuasca journey, so like three journeys every experience, I've had two trips to, to um, I've been down to the ayahuasca journey twice. That means you do, that's six journeys altogether. I'm losing my track of thought here. So every time, like I said in most of my videos, but maybe you haven't heard this, you do the ayahuasca journey in this group and then the next morning, you all come together and we all share our experiences and we all talk about our uh, what we experienced in the under the ayahuasca and that inevitably leads to us opening up to more deep, meaningful personal issues that experience and I mean like massively massively deep conversations. Some people were talking about sexual abuse from their parents, like uh like just 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 horrible, horrible, horrific things. But the beautiful thing was this was that there was like a group of 26 men and women, of all varying ages, all varying life experiences, but in that room, in this place, this space that you know, that I, I and I had um, had had held for us, we felt safe enough to open up to the deepest, darkest thoughts in our minds, and that opening up led to a different conversation and a, an understanding that that we we in society today just don't have. And it's that experience it this experience that I've that I've had that's made me wake up 10 I was going, talking about our experiences here that's led me to be willing to open up more and to speak about speak my truth, speak my true mind and how I feel without the fear of being judged because like that so two journeys that's forty forty six people altogether i've I've been I've been around in these uh WASH experiences and forty six people were able to open up and tell things that they have never told family members, best friends. And it, it sort of it made me realise that we are all fucked up. The world has fucked us up completely. This society we live in, the Western cultures that we live in of, you know, the bravado and the, the you know, I suppose like the man-up culture. Though I do believe, I'm not going to go in there, but I do believe man-up culture, we need more men to be men at the moment. but. This belief that we we shouldn't show our emotions, that we should be, you know, reserved and we should copy everyone else. It's led to a place where we can't actually speak about the, the things that are really holding us back in life. And um, it just it just it's just led to a world of mistrust, a world of fear, a world of where people don't feel safe enough to actually speak their truth and speak their mind. And this unresolved trauma, it, it spills out. It, 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 it You can see it in the world today, the hatred. Go on the Twitter, Jesus, it's fucking, it's a cesspool of anger and trauma because people live in a world of fear, a manufactured world of fear, a place where we don't feel that we have a voice or we can be listened to unless we say exactly what it is that others want to say. So we find ourselves on Facebook, we find ourselves on social media, type in the things that we want to say that they, and create these echo chambers where we're just getting validation from other traumatised people with similar worldviews. And if someone has a different worldview, they're absolutely destroyed. But that shuts down conversation. That shuts down what it is to be a human. And then we fucking end up in a world like this. A world where we're having to... Where we're having to show fucking screens on computer or phones to get into a place, and if we don't, there's there's a there's a section of community cheering them on and celebrating this and calling people dangerous and it, it, man, it's just insanity. Like what is going on with this world that we have just we've allowed ourselves to get to this point? When the reality is, it's so fucking simple to solve. Like if we. All went inside ourselves, and we all looked at our own issues, our own fears, our own angers, our own like the source of the mistrust that we have in other people, other human beings. We would start seeing a lot of similarities. That was the one thing that I noticed about the the integrations when someone had the confidence to talk, and and people listened, and they and they felt safe. Talking when you actually listen to these people, you learn oh, to get more problems, have more coffee. You actually really started to recognize similarities in that personal story to your own life experience. And that experience, Viv, how's it going, mate? I mean, keep going, mate. But that um that being wor- that being willing to open up and to actually verbalize how you truly felt led to other people having the confidence to to open up themselves, like the, the amount of times that I walked up with someone over those six journeys and the people walked up to me and thanked me for going absolutely crazy or for opening up about something that was really personal because they it gave them the strength to open up themselves. And then when they opened up themselves, it released that trauma. Like when I had done the with the trauma released, I just was fucking phenomenal. It, it, I, felt light. It, I felt like a weight had been lifted off my chest and so many other people felt the same. We're all carrying this childhood and decades of trauma that society has just placed upon us. So much trauma that we actually don't realize it is trauma. Because so many people experience similar things that we just almost accept it as that's how society is. But that's because we, that's how society is, because that is how we have made society to become. We've allowed society to become this way. We have become so reserved. Like, think about this: eighteen months. How many people have avoided their families, avoided their friends, avoided hugs, avoided that heart? And listen, you can you can deny us all you want, but when you hug someone and you hold them, your heart to their heart, and you fit and you 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 embrace them with true love, it releases uh, like an emotion in your chemical. I'm sure there's chemical response that, that, that science can explain, but all I know is that, like for example, twice we have done this. Uh, every time you go down, you do this ceremony. It's uh it's like this ceremony, the fire ceremony, where you divorce your parents. Bit deep, not going go to win it. But just basically, you re- it's you write a letter to your mother or father who you maybe are married to. Subconsciously, you wouldn't understand unless you've been there. And you then burn it. But afterwards, you, the roshin gives this this meditation where you're actually divorcing a parent and there's not a dry eye in the house. No one doesn't cry at it. It's just, it's so emotional. But afterwards, you go about and you make sure you give everyone a hug. Now, these are strangers. Well, they're not strangers. By this stage, you're on day three. But they've walked into your life three days ago as complete strangers. And you hug these people like you would hug your mum like you haven't seen her in 10 years. You just, you genuinely hold it and you can feel... The love, you can feel the actual the concern, the the, the concern about everyone, like a, a shared experience, and that's what it means to be human. That's these shared experiences. And when you feel safe in this environment, and you feel you can speak your mind without the judgment that's going to be attributed to what modern society would do to you, it leaves you, it leaves you relieved, it, leave, it leaves you feeling like almost like weakness years and years of like this built up trauma inside of you has just been released and you f- you actually feel like Whoa. and it's emotional. And I look around and I see so many people I literally just see people's trauma now it's mad. Like I've, I've whatever this experience done, my inner I'm more in tune with people's energy and I'm I'm doing crazy things that I'm not going talk about, but the people who know me who know I'm talking about know what I'm talking about here. I, I sense people's feelings now and it's crazy. It's like I can I can sense something's going on. It's just like I don't see auras by the way or anything about, but I do feel I do feel someone's energy a lot clearer now. And I can I can sort of sense when someone's down about something, and I'm able to almost pick up on what it is they're down about. And whether you believe me or not it's irrelevant to me, to be honest. I know how I feel, and I and people are experiencing this in personal capacity because I'm I'm able to do this. But it's like, when that happens, and I start talking to people, and I'm, I'm able to bring them around to open up to what it is actually is wrong with them, and they get over this fear of judgment, and then they actually, they cry, or or they I hug them, and, and you can feel this sort of like their, their, their energy dissipate, they get, they get sort of like heavy on you, because whatever's weighing them down is sort of, it's been released, and it's like, it's a heaviness been released on them, but it's emotional. It. You can feel a connection, a human connection, and maybe it's because we haven't had it for 18 months now. I know it sounds like I'm waffling here, but it's a true feeling. And I think we've just we've we've been conditioned now, we've we've allowed ourselves to put these barriers up between each other. And that is why we're we're all like we're all going on social media and we're all looking for the answer. We're all looking for the, we're all looking for people to make us to agree with our agree agree with our beliefs. And it forms these echo chambers. But the reality is, maybe your belief isn't totally correct. Maybe you're on the, maybe there's a level of it that is right. But you're being validated, your thoughts by other people who think similar to you because they're equally traumatized. And a, and a third, if you're just looking for validation and not being challenged in your thoughts, well, then you're just putting yourself into this echo chamber, this echo bubble where you're never going to solve the true feelings. And the reality is, Trauma is pain, and the experiences we had created pain. And the only way we're going to get over this pain is by embracing these fears and, and understanding the pain as part of the healing process. And I see so many people, you know, like there's look at look at how we all follow football teams. Look how we all, you know, go to a certain sport ever because we want to feel a sense of belonging. We want to believe. We want to feel somewhere. It's like if you went on holiday. And you go to Spain and you meet someone from this country, you automatically gravitate towards that person because they've got shared experiences. But when you might get back home, that same person might be an asshole to you. You know, you just you wouldn't see them on the street, you wouldn't really hang with them. But, but in that environment, you feel see if the tribal feeling you've got. So some of these tribes we we naturally like magnetized or magnet magnetically connected to aren't great for us because they're. They're trauma filled and it, you don't they're not offering you a place where you can actually truly open up. So I suppose what I'm trying to get out of today is like when you when you when you find people or you're you're presented with a place where you can truly be yourself and you can actually open up to the pain you're feeling, there's a massive sense of healing. and I think we live in a world where that is not happening anymore and we're not allowed to express ourselves, or we feel like we're not allowed to express ourselves from fear of being ridiculed, fear of being told we're wrong, fear of being told that these feelings that we have are not true. And that's that's dangerous. It leads to a place where where we are now. And the answer is so simple. Like I I can tell you right now that if you went down to the, the retreat that I went to, and you were just, you had the confidence just to step up and say those first few words of what you feel, of, of how you truly feel. That when you realize that you're in an environment that you're not gonna be judged the way you fear being judged and that people will actually thank you for being so honest. It, it it opens up the world, it opens up your your eyes to the realization that the world we live in is just a fraudulent world. It. The potential is massive. We we could we we have the ability to heal ourselves. We have all we all have the ability to heal ourselves and we get rid of this fear. And the other thing I'll say is why do we all fear death? Well what is what has happened that that we have suddenly live in this world where death can't happen? But like we're all born to die. Every single one of us is born, Michaela, I'll send you a link, I'll send you a link when I finish this video. Um, We're all born in the world to die. You know, none of us are getting out of here alive. And none of us have a right to decide when we're gonna die. or not, that's not gonna happen. We're gonna die when we're designed to die. And like I said, this is where where my belief is like, we live this life to experience something or to have some sort of lesson, and then we die and we'll be reborn again. And if we don't experience the lesson we're meant to live in this life, then we're destined to repeat this life until we actually learn it. And when I say repeat, repeat this life, I mean, we're gonna come back with the same traumas, the same sort of feelings. I believe in ancestral trauma now, I believe all this stuff, I've, I've seen it happen. But unless we're willing to actually open our eyes and, and experience it is what we're meant we're here to experience, and then embrace death, understanding that it's what's meant to happen. It's, it's a cycle of life. How can we actually live? How many of you, how many of us have lived over the last 18 months, truly? Think about what we've done. We've willingly avoided our parents. We've willingly separated our society. We're, we're fighting against each other. We're, we're fear and hugging each other. We we don't want to, we're, we're scared to walk past someone in the shop if they don't have a mask on. Or we panic to get a mask on if we're walking to the shop. Because we're, we're, we're scared of the judgment of others. That's not living. That's existing. We're be literally being told what we have to do. And if we don't do this, we're not good people in society. Therefore, we're bad. That's madness. That is absolute madness. We're here for a very short time. In my opinion, a specific reason. And we're being denied that opportunity. Or we're maybe denying ourselves that opportunity because it's our choice to whether we follow these rules or not. I haven't. And I refuse to because I want to live my life the way I want to live it. But we live like, we're like the data. It's just data, data, data. The science, the science of science. The science doesn't understand everything, and science is always changing. What science was six months ago was a the science today was a conspiracy theory. Theory six months ago, you know, but. That's six months wasted, and that's eighteen months of our lives We've, we're literally wasted trying to stop something that's never going to be stopped, and we're we're, we're literally putting our lives on hold, and we're we're the damage we're doing to younger children, the young children coming through now is is insane, and people don't want to admit this. You know, we're living in a world where adults are choosing to like inflict their fears and their pain onto the younger generation. And force the younger generation to get vaccines and shit that just don't, they don't really need. All because the science is telling us. But yet, there's one side of science that's being ignored. And the reality is, when this fight's happening, none of us are truly living. None of us are doing what it is humans are meant to do. We're meant to love each other. We're meant to embrace each other. We're meant to be communal creatures that that support each other. That's being slowly eroded. And we're we finding ourselves in our own weak bubbles. And and we wonder why we're, there's so much trauma. We wonder why suicide's on the increase. We wonder why depression's on the increase. It's because we live in a world of fear. And we don't have to do that. It, it saddens me. It, it's, it's, it's really breaking me to see so many people willing to just ruin their lives and just not live anymore because. We're told this narrative over and over again. Anyway, I'm waffling. I'm going to stop because I'm just—it's getting me down talking about this. So, yeah, listen. This world of fear doesn't have to be that way. We have to respect each other 100. We have to understand that there are vulnerable necessarily that need protection, but there are others that don't. And for most of us, we could live with this virus, and we can accept that some of us are gonna die from this virus, as has happened every generation, every year for no how many years. How many people have died of the flu every year? How many people die of the cold every year? How many people die of pneumonia every year? How many people die of cancer every year? How many people die of car accidents every year? Falls, murders, it, it, its death is part of life. But what is it, what shouldn't be part of life is fear and death and existing in the world instead of living. So yeah, folks, it's something to really think about. Look at your neighbor, look at your friends, give them a hug, let them know their love, let them know that they're they're not mad that, that you know that just because they have a different opinion of you doesn't mean they're dicks. Doesn't mean they should be should be orchestrated for it. Well, if we can solve that, we can solve the problems of this universe or this planet, this universe, this planet. So anyway, I'm away. Good luck, folks.